Was like a Hardy's thing, you know, and their script that they wrote was like, you're a hungry wolf looking for a burger, you know? <laughs> I remember, I remember and, that era of Hardy's where they were always like, you want to fuck this cheeseburger? And you yeah, were like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, but now I kind of do. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sizzle Reel podcast. Alexi is late yet again, but luckily, uh, my producer friend Darren is here. Uh, we just we just finished a quick little meeting. Had, he had some notes, and uh, you know, well, you want to discuss that on the podcast? Yeah, Chris. So we, you know, you guys have been doing a really good job. First of all, it's like twenty four episodes or oh, something. Yeah. Thank you, thank That's you. We've been working really hard. Cool. And quantity does not always equal quality. So I just wanted to give you a few pointers on what you can probably just do different in the future. Okay. Well, I'm just confused about the, yeah. the quantity issue. I, I didn't order the episodes. Well, I I just want to make sure that the product we're putting out really gels with like our viewer sensibilities, our listener sensibilities. I want them to to know that this is a top tier podcast. Okay. I understand that. Okay. I mean, our our goal is always to deliver a top tier product. And I would love to get to that point soon. Soon. And I think that you guys are, you started out strong. I don't know what's been happening in the last 10 episodes, but I think you guys can get there. I saw that spark. You guys are, you're ninjas, you know, you're rock stars. I know you can do it. Yeah. So the first thing's first. What's up with this theme song? It, you need a new theme song. The, the surfer song? You don't it's like too, that? Too much drums. Too many drums? Too way too many drums. What what would you suggest instead? Ears have drums already, two of them. They don't need more drums. <laughs> they need violence. Violence? No. I'm a nonviolent producer. They need a violins, cellos, maybe even a bassoon. Okay, you like the strings. I think you have to do more orchestral stuff. It matches the modern sensibility of the pod. Okay. So does that make sense? Are you following me? I I, I do follow you. I just I'm not sure that violins really match our our energy and and what happens on the podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. So Chris, you're not here to make the creative decisions. Okay. You're more of a technical role. Okay. Um, but I do appreciate the feedback. I think that's very solid. And maybe we can balance it out. We can add a bass cello. Does okay. that kind of feel right? More like on. Like kind of right so on the way. So you want a bass, cello, and a violin, or you want one or the other? I would like to have both of them, and it needs to be faster. The music is so slow right now. You think the music is slow? Too slow. Okay. Too slow. So that's one thing. Secondly, what's up with this? Uh, who is this other the other host, Alexi? Alexi? Why? Why is he on it? This should be a you think. I, I don't I think, think that's you're the, the case. Star. No, I think I think that's wrong. As the producer of this show, I got to tell you, we got to cut him out. You got to cut him out? We got to cut him we, out. It's just going to be me talking about what? Well, I could always jump on. Okay. Well, I mean, we have you on now. We do yeah. we do guests sometimes, but I think the, the core of the show is me and Alexi. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to circle back um, okay. like in a few weeks. We'll, we'll see what happens with All right. that. Um, another thing I wanted to say about the pod, too many commercials. Too many commercials? You it's guys just need a, to... It's, it's the yeah. one for show. We, we got to reel them in. People don't listen for commercials. People listen for, you know, hot takes. 
Well, do you have any other strategies to, to monetize it? I do. I okay. think that we're going to put it on a bus. We're going to put the name on a bus. Sizzle Reel Podcast. Listen now. Okay. With a QR code so people can, you know, you're driving, there's a bus next to you. Whip out your phone. Get Wait, like on, on the outside of the bus yeah. or on the inside? Outside. Outside, outside of the people bus. People don't okay. ride the bus, Chris. Okay. <laughs> you know that. While you're, while you're driving next to the bus, you whip out your phone, put on a podcast. Right. You know, that's actually really, that's a good idea. That's very Thank innovative. You. Well, you know, that I didn't, it, I've been working all my life to get to the middle of this. You don't this think there's going to be any issues if, if both, both vehicles are driving quickly and no. someone's holding out a phone and trying to scan the QR code? Uh, we've been doing what this What if you drop your years. phone? That's not our problem. Okay. We're, we're in the business of making pods and entertaining the people. So, Chris, I just have one last thing I wanted to say about this podcast. I do think you guys are doing all right. Um, just next time you gotta send me the version so I can QC him because you guys have been putting out stuff that's just, there's, it's just wrong. Like factually things are incorrect. Well, I mean, sometimes we say things that are wrong, but what yeah. are, are you going to make notes and send QC, it back? Yeah, or are I'm going to QC it. I'm going to leave my thoughts. I won't leave that many. These are like 45 minute episodes. So maybe 500, 600 notes. Not too much. Oh, that's reasonable. You can do it in an afternoon, I think. Okay. I, yeah. I, Darren, yeah. I understand how you got to your position. I can, I can see that you're very thorough and. You know, I just watched the Tom and Jerry ideas. movie last night and they had this incredible line that really spoke to me. He said, I, this is a multi-billion dollar industry and I've been working my whole life to get to the middle of it. <laughs> And that is, that's how I feel. I'm right in the middle. I'm not on top. I'm not at the bottom, but I'm producing. I mean, this you're producing a real this is a real podcast. I think you're on top. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Chris? I I have to actually have to run. I didn't realize I had a call coming up right now. So no, that's great. You you, okay. you can go and I'll just do the show by myself. Just like yeah. you, you said I should do anyway. I think, I think that's probably the best option. All, All right, right Chris, Darren. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate your work and uh, just make sure uh, to, you know, do better next time, right? I I got it. I will. I gotta go. Okay, I gotta go, Chris. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, that was Darren. Yo. Hey. Hey. What's up, man? Dude, I'm so. Every time I do this, I'm so sorry. No, it's it's good. Uh, you know, I had a had a very productive conversation with with producer Darren, and he oh he told he was here. Yeah, he was here, and he told me everything that we're doing wrong with the pod. What did he say? What what was what were his thoughts? Well. Well, he wants to go in a whole new direction, kind of. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. He, he, he got hung up on the music. I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's working. But I, th- I think the whole approach is what he wants is it's just going to be me now. Oh, is, is what he's saying. Oh I, I, I push back. I push back. But I got kicked off the show. I mean, ultimately, he's the producer. He has the final say. What are we going to do? Dude, I need to stop being late. Maybe that's why I got kicked off. the that show. Might be. Hey, you weren't not... you weren't here to defend yourself. Oh, my God. Well, all right. And well, then I'll let you take it from here. I guess uh, you you go ahead and run it. Let's see how it goes. Uh, I, I don't feel confident in that. I'd actually I'd actually like you just for for this last episode and then maybe next episode moving forward. I'll, I'll do it. You're going to take over. I'll do it solo. Just yeah. You? Okay, yeah so. But right now I need you. OK. All right. OK. Well, you know, as my final act uh, as a, you know, I don't know, host, I guess okay. I was going to say maiden voyage. It's not a maiden voyage. It's the opposite of maiden voyage. I'm going to run this ship right into the fucking ground. Is it your Bon Voyage? My Bon Voyage. I figured for my last episode, I'm going to just get super technical on these motherfuckers. Okay. We always talk about philosophy. We always talk about 
you know, what's going on. And we talk about it in terms that people will understand. Not today, Chris. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're getting the most technical, most proficient, furthest ahead of the game, cutting edge editor who I know in all of the world. Wow. This man sounds very qualified. Used to live potential host replacement. He could actually he could take over. Yeah, I, I mean, I got some competition. Did Darren put you off to this? <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've I've got a man who used to live in Oakland, but now or something like that, somewhere around there, and now he lives in St. Louis, and that's not St. Louis Obispo, that's St. Louis, Missouri, and he um. He's coming to us from St. Louis via the magic of the internet. We got Evan Mueller. Evan, what's going on, man? Welcome to the hey, Sizzle hey. Pod. Hey, I'm no edit bot three thousand. Let's just get that straight up. Oh man, All I'm right, gonna send. Hey. I don't. I didn't. Did I send you the edit bot three thousand one script yet? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, I mean, my God. I, I would assume that edit bot three thousand and one was already in production long ago. Edit bot three thousand one. Chris, can you hand me the script? It's right there. Edit bot three thousand one. I wrote this. This isn't a joke. I'll, I'll wave the paper so everyone <laughs> can hear. Thick. Yeah, dude, nineteen pages. Edit bot three thousand one. It's, uh, uh, it's that is properly formatted and everything. It's pretty sick. I'm gonna send it to you. I think you're gonna like it. It's so a faces of February challenge. Yeah, we did a challenge in February, and that's what I did for it. It was uh, you know, it's based on two thousand one, a space odyssey, but it involves edit bot. So. It's well, thanks true. for having me on the show. I'm I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm a, I'm a big podcast fan and especially a fan of Shishkin Productions. You know, dude, we're happy to have you. You used to do a podcast, didn't you? A little edit podcast. I started my own, as we all you know venture into. I, it was called Never Work Alone. It was based on freelancing. I talked to freelancers in the video photography world about you know their strategies i call it never work alone because i feel like everybody thinks freelancers work by themselves but obviously you need clients and producers and people that you work for who basically show you what to do and help you you know get paid did you decide like yeah fuck this i'd rather work alone (laughs) 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 that's what i would have done i would have been like it's a lot of work to do a podcast as you guys know you know to keep those episodes coming out and to keep it interesting you know I was editing them on the train, like standing up, listening, you know, like oh, shit. trying to figure the, out somewhere to edit the podcast on the Bart. I was on the Caltrain. Yeah. Oh, I, you catch me on Surface Pro. Plugged into <laughs> oh, some headphones. Man. I used to love my Surface Pro. Yo. I, 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 much better than my I, iPad. I'm going to be honest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Surface Pro is better. I don't know about that. iPad's iPad, disappointing. Does Surface Pro come with the pencil or do you have to pay the extra $500 for a pencil? <laughs> I think it comes with the pencil. <laughs> That's all I want to know. You got to pay for the keyboard, though. If you're oh, not, that's true. That's facts. If you're not getting money out of your like consumers or your patrons in any possible way, are you really capitalizing? No, exactly. No. <laughs> that's it. That's what I mean. Um, Evan, dude, thank you for coming on. We're excited to have you. You kind of have done more prep for this pod than any guest that, than really than we've ever, we've ever done. done. Yeah. yeah, we we usually uh, just. Um, Come come on here and just hit record and then start going. We start buzzing right through. It reflects in the. I was going to say. Product. I was going to say if you haven't been able to tell, that's what that's how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you came in here with some really good thoughts on uh, on on both the technical side and the philosophical side. Um, oh yeah, these are the thoughts that popped in my head as I was listening to your guys' prior episodes. You know, stuff that you've already sort of riffed so, on. So yeah, one thing that you wrote here that I I actually want to start with because I think this is a good like a good way to get into the conversation. You wrote 
what is corporate video and what are good and bad examples that we've worked on? So you and I met working um, on corporate videos for uh, for Intel, like internal corporate videos. And um, the most the thing that sticks out to me most in, in my head for some reason is when we went to Pittsburgh on uh, a trip for uh, we we're doing videos for ICEF, which is mm-hmm. some sort of big science fair. And um, or I don't know, it's probably not a great way to describe it, but you know what I mean? And yeah, Chris, science and engineering fair. That's yeah, kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Chris um, also did ISEF, but he did it a few years later in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, in Phoenix. So while you and I were in Pittsburgh and we would go have a grand old time and eat some fucking pastrami sandwiches or whatever <laughs> and just go walking around and making fun of Pittsburgh, Chris... The city to, that God forgot. The, the city oh that God, God forgot. <laughs> Chris got to go to uh, Phoenix and he asked him. Um, he went with uh, he, Matt King was there. Listener of the show. Fan of the show. He was there. Maybe future guest. Hopefully but he was. Uh, he was there with Chris and Chris was like, hey, you want to go to a baseball game? Kind of team building activity. And Matt was like, no, nope, you go by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, This goes back to never work alone. I yeah. was in a hotel that no one else from the Intel team was at. I was like two miles away from the from the the venue mm. and I had to walk in the summer heat <laughs> down there every Yo. day and like Matt King was in this nice ass hotel like right across from the convention center didn't want to hang out with me at all it was a very sad time I went to a Diamondbacks game by myself I did not realize that they made you walk two miles to I mean the venue. I'm sure I, I think I got an Uber once but like you know I, I figured I want to explore Who wants to fill out those expense reports yeah. anyway yeah. <laughs> yo yeah Chris I want to explore it's kind I want to like, explore Phoenix whatever that's kind of like Evan, Evan and Boise sometimes we do um, we work pretty closely with a music festival called uh, Tree Fort Music Fest and uh, Chris you've been to it before you've uh, helped shoot and do photos and stuff Evan you've been as an editor but Evan does that same shit in Boise man we'll be like we'll we'll all be like waking up from like going out to shows last night and then he'll like be coming back from like a hike and be like, hey, guys, yeah, just hike the Snake River. You guys should come check it out. I was like, dude, I'm hungover <laughs> as fuck. I'm not trying to go to the Snake River right now. Uh, I'm right. I found place. the place that makes you a baked potato ice cream sundae. Oh, God. What? What, what, what is the baked potato Boise. ice cream sundae? That's so they Idaho, just, by the way. <laughs> baked potato with some ice cream in the middle of it. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Is it like a potato skin or is the actual the meat of the potato still in there? I didn't order it, but I would assume it's the meat of the potato. Okay. Why, why okay. would you waste the potato? No, I don't know, man. <laughs> they got a lot of crucial them over there. calories. Dude, I'm excited for, for Tree Fort. Tree Fort is coming back in September, I think. And uh, hopefully we'll get to go out there and do it again. Well, I know, Evan, yeah, Evan, you got Tree gotta, Fort's you, great because it's not corporate video. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Tree Fort is like the furthest fling from it where it's almost like, hey, here's total creative freedom. Go make us some cool stuff. You know what I mean? And I would I would even say events like ISEF are kind of on the good end of the corporate video, you know, because you're in a hotel maybe or because you do get a little bit of a vacation. But also some way if you want to if we want to get like like wonky with it, events like that are cool because they're not really dependent on any sort of like real promotional strategy. You're not going out there saying like, Hey, we have to shoot this product. It's like, it almost feels like more of like doing uh, public good or something. Cause you're like helping, you know, kids come up with ideas or you're like empowering like the future. You know what I mean? So those are nice. The worst ones are like when it's just so transparently like ad, like driven and revenue driven. And you're just like, what is this? Like, why are we playing this game? You know what I mean? Like, why are we pretending that people want to see these ads? 
You know, why are we dressing this up? They do it all the time. Yeah. And that's what really, that's really hurts me. They do it to themselves. Yeah. To me, like, I don't think I understood corporate video very well at all until I was in, you know, in that world where it was like, you know, I thought it was just like ads, you know, or it was like other videos, you know, but corporate video is like making videos for internal clients. It's for people who want to have a presentation or they have some event and they, they want something to kind of get people excited about, you know? So it ends up being very internal focused and very much a audience of 10 sometimes, or maybe even audience of one, you know, where it's like, you're really trying to please a very specific audience. And it kind of can be really hard for people like us who are in creative fields. It's like, you you want them to trust us. You want them to trust you to do the right thing. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. I, I have this certain, you know, deliverable that I need and it needs to be exactly like this, as bland as possible. I, I see. I, you really I, don't get any points for making it any, I, any cooler. I, I have to disagree. I, I love that shit, actually, because there's no... Like, it's easy as hell. It's so mindless. You know what I mean? It's absolutely mindless. Like, you know, typically, you know exactly the kind of crap that they want. I, sorry, I shouldn't say crap. It's it's they're great products, really great products. <laughs> but uh, you, you know exactly what they're going for and you just give it to them like you don't have to think too hard about it. Yeah, you're you're not using your creative muscles and that kind of sucks. But ultimately, the lifts typically aren't too heavy. And as long as you get their point across, they're they're usually pretty happy with it. Great way to build experience as a young editor, for sure. I think it, it's something that um, I was I was grateful to have for a long time. But I ended up walking away from corporate video and taking a huge pay cut and deciding to to go try to work in advertising for a little while, uh, which is where I'm at now. Wait, is I'm that but that's East because that's Francisco. because you weren't that's because you just didn't like the content in corporate. It was just too dry for you. The corporate video like production schedule to me was just too slow. I hated working on videos for three months for one single video, you know, and it would just like we would just continue to just like rework it. They would do reshoots. They would do renew interviews. They would just and and they would be, you know, five minute videos that I couldn't show anybody, you know, nobody would give a crap about. And it's like if I'm trying to move in my career up, I need things that I can show people. And I can do that on the side. But. At a certain point, it was just like, I need more at bats. You know, I, I just was c- kind of getting tired. I mean, there were certain points where I was sitting in an edit bay for weeks at a time watching YouTube videos, playing Nintendo Switch, you know, yeah. not actually doing any work. <laughs> and it's, it's, for some like people, that's time. great. Some people would love it. I, I just am not that sort of person. I could, I just was driving me mad. I remember one time I was in, I was in a corporate office and it was five, it was like three o'clock on a Friday. And I was like, all right, I'm going to step out of the edit bay. I'm going to walk around see if anybody else wants to like, you know, mess around. The entire office was gone. The entire <laughs> office is left. Nobody told me they were just all gone. It's like my second week of the office. Just, Damn. just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, no one works past three. The California work, you know, life balance is yeah. very, uh, favored in the life. As it, <laughs> dude, life as it, as, as it should be. When mm-hmm. you said the thing about playing a switch in the edit office suite, switch. We should get an office switch. When you said the thing about playing a switch in the edit suite, I saw like the thought bubble populate above Chris's head. You know, like when like a cartoon character like sees something and they think it's like food, it like turns into food in their head. That's like what happened. Chris like, hmm, how do I set myself up with some shit where I can play switch all day? That's that's what it was. Um, no, nah, but see, here's the thing. It's, it's not Evan. I would say it's not even about like 
the fact that it was boring videos or whatever. It's just the lack of variety. It's because, look, if we had to do that shit all the time, that would suck, too. But we we don't like, yeah, some of those things come through and, and we have to do that. But like today, for example, we were doing. Um, this series for Major League Soccer that like we built kind of from the ground up and you know it's like a little fun like social transfer tracker it's almost like soccer news but with motion graphics it's kind of cool and then like there's thing the thing we were working on yesterday was like again it's it's the flip right it's the or not no that's actually a show coming up next week but it's like the flip side is what I was gonna say the fact that we're getting a sh- like a show that comes in like versus right that we do for the game day. Mm-hmm. That is low budge and like, you know, it's not like we're relying on that to like, you know, sustain the company from a point of like bringing in capital and bringing in a revenue. But those are the things that exercise our creative muscles. And then the corporate shit is really where we kind of bring in the revenue. And I don't I mean, I, I mean, don't that, know. That's probably why we look favorably on that corporate stuff is because that's well, facts. We, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it helps us do the creative stuff and it. It's really not that difficult most of the time. And like we're not doing it constantly. Yeah, exactly. I think approaching corporate video from a post house like you guys are doing makes it a lot more palatable. If you're internal and you're only working on a single brand and you're only working for those same clients over and over again, it can get really stale. I think it's great to have that mix in that post house where it's like, oh, this is a different type of way of editing or this is a different client or this is a different font at least or a different color. You know, if you're doing corporate video where everything is so like template, it's just at a certain point, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel that it, it becomes really hard to sort of shake yourself out of that cycle of just, you know, being complacent and comfortable, well, and which you're probably not is fine for a few years until you try to get another job and then no one wants to hire you. Exactly. Cause, cause you're, you're not given that opportunity to grow as an editor and a creative in that situation. Like you just learn to do that one job. It's, um, it's all about variety. That's the, that's the, the goal. You know what I mean? It's just to keep different things flowing in, at least for me. I mean, that's, totally. that's how I stay, you know, kind of plugged in. That's why we started doing the fucking podcast thing too, I guess. Cause that's sort of like yeah. variety. Yeah. It's also the direction that, you know, media kind of is flowing in. It's one of the many directions that media is flowing <laughs> in. I guess media just flows. You can't stop it. It's going to keep flowing all over the, the place. The content machine yeah, the rages con- on. The content machine has, this is like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. We're just like being like <laughs> getting fingers chopped off by the content machine left and right. They're gonna, it's going to come across your Instagram page and be like, oh yeah, I lost my fucking arm in this video. You know what I mean? That's how it feels. It's, wow. It's like, you guys really lay it all on the line yeah. with your clients like, there. Dude, I love my clients. That's why I make fun of them in this pod is because we have such a... <laughs> Such a friendly relationship. They're my guys and, and, and every, you know, they're my, they, they're my them. <laughs> they're my, they're thems. my thems. <laughs> they're my thems. Um, Evan, what's, what's, you said you went into ads after the corporate thing. What was, how was that? I bet you, cause that, like, that's one thing we don't do a lot. We don't do a lot of ad agency stuff because we mostly yeah. work directly with like clients or directly with publishers. We, to be honest, I mean, yeah, I kind of find it hard to break into it a little bit. You know, it's kind of like an elitist thing in some ways, you know, like, those those jobs are usually kind of fought over pretty hard you know like yeah. if a company wants to do an ad if they don't have a agency that they already work with you know they might put out like an rfp and and try to have a bunch of people bid you know have a bunch of people make spec ads or just like have a bunch of people throwing tons of effort and, and energy into just winning a job you know and then so, the work begins so R- um, rfp rfp re- request for proposal right Exactly. So what does that entail? That means like they say, hey, 
guys, we have this much money to spend and we're looking for an ad or what happens with those? This is a little out of my understanding because I'm not like an account producer, but I think that, you know, they're like, we have a campaign. We're looking, you know, for some ideas here. You know, we need, we're, we're open for for pitches here. This is who we are. This is how much, you know, I don't know if the, the RFP usually includes a budget. I think probably it doesn't, but I think you kind of get a sense based right. on the, the the scale. Yeah. And so we, we would work on those kind of things. Like we would come up with like three different ideas, you know, say for like Hardee's. And then they, we would, you know, they would, they would give us three scripts, you know, another agency would come to the post house and they would say, here's the scripts we wrote. We want you to grab some stock footage, rip some music, you know, just, just use all stuff that no one owns and just, Damn. just kind of riff, you know, that's crazy. So like, so again, I'm speaking as a complete noob, like I'm green as hell to all this. So all of that, that agency is taking on pro bono in order to try and win the, the account. Yes. Oh my God. That's that wild. sounds miserable. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's also just like, yeah, you're right. It is, it is exactly is pressure. I was going to say it's also a lot of work, but mostly it's the fact that you don't even know you yeah. might, you might spend, you might sink all this money in to not win the account. And how many times can you really afford to do that? Like yeah. maybe the thing is, three is, times. Yeah. The experienced editors don't really want to touch these, these pro bono jobs either. Yeah. Not because they aren't fun, but because the opportunity is so big and that like there's usually no limits. Like it's like you could use a Beatles track on there. You know, you could use any piece of footage you want and you could edit it like however you want. So there's just no rules. So it's like really open ended and just can be kind of like if you're if you're with an amateur producer or somebody who doesn't also know what they want or a director. And they're just like, yeah, just just keep going. Just keep going. Just and I'm cool, spending man. so much time on something that's like, no one's going to buy this. Yep. No one, no one's guaranteed. We spent a whole bunch of money. So what have you ever worked on one of those? Yeah. 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 We did that What's, kind of can stuff. you can you talk about some an example or is are they all like kind of you like NDA NDA don't talk about them type shit? No, I mean, yeah, it's it's we'll make sure no one listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to take those projects on in uh, a way it's like, okay, if they don't buy it, then I own it. Then it's something that I can use and I sort of have as like my sort of, you know, I, I, so I try to take, have as much fun with it as possible and push it. I remember for one, like it, it was like a Hardy's thing, you know, and their brand is kind of like sexual in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, and their script that they wrote was like, you, you're a hungry, you're a hungry wolf looking for a burger. You know, I remember, I remember and, that era of Hardee's where they were always like, you want to fuck this cheeseburger? And you yeah, were like, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't, but now I kind of do. Yeah. So like, I found like all this, like, like paint dripping over like hands and like latex gloves and like people gripping each other. And then just being, it's like all this sensuality of like, get like your a, hands around that meaty object, you know, all this. Jesus Christ. And uh, I think that's the one that they, they ended up, they ended up winning the pitch with, you know, wow. it, it was like, I had taken it to an extreme where it was like really over the top. And then, you know, they helped kind of dial it back. Yeah. But it's Jesus. almost like a movie trailer in some ways where it's like the less that you do, the more powerful it can be sometimes because you're really just presenting an idea that they're going to go and, and make better, you know? So it's like having those fade to blacks, having the music be really awesome, you know, it's like you really just want to create a, a sense of excitement in the clients like, oh, I really, I could see something there. It doesn't so, need to be close to finish. It just needs to be the sort of prototype. Here's, so. the, here's the problem I have with it though. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm completely like out on this. I don't know. I know nothing. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a noob, 
But so say, okay, you were, you made this beautiful video for them and it won them this account. Are you then on with them or is that it? It's like, cool. Thanks for <laughs> doing all that. Now we're going to bring that shit in house. Peace. Is that how it works? That, that is a, a, that has happened. That, that does happen. Unfortunately, where an agency will hire you to do, you know, the, the pitch and then they ended up not going with you to actually edit the final thing. And that, that's pretty lame when that happens. I feel like yeah, that typically seems it's like, like whack as if hell. you're the one who edited. Yeah. It's just, I think sometimes it's a matter of budget. It's like True. if they can afford, you know, to spend three days with an expensive post house to make something super sexy and exciting. Mm -hmm. And then they can spend two weeks internally for a lower cost. And then they can also take the full credit of having edited it. It's like, they probably want it. So yeah. it's really up to your producers as, as a post house to like, really like be negotiating like, Hey, we want this business too. Like we, we are pitching this as much as you are, you know, like we want this, you know, it, I think that the post house where I work is, is kind of, they like to play it cool and they like to just be like, yeah, whatever you want to do, like let our clients decide. Yeah. And hopefully they, they go with you. Cause you don't want to come across as desperate. You know, you don't want to come across as needy. And I think that's kind of crucial to them. It's just kind of being <laughs> we, like, yeah, we, we're no, we're good. If you want to, if you want to come buck up and, and use us, you, great, you know, we, but we know we, we never, work. we never come across as desperate or needy or, or anything. I think, I mean, we're, we don't, we don't need anything, but you know, we are going to take a little break and maybe you should listen to this ad and maybe you should <laughs> go uh, buy a little candle or something, but uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't care really. Yeah. Just doesn't matter. Book us. Just book us. All right, no, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back and we're going to maybe get into some more technical shit. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Hey, Alexa, you know a cool little life hack that I learned recently? What is that? It's scents make you more productive. So I've been lighting candles. Mm, do they, though? Because I haven't seen your productivity rise at all. <laughs> well, I haven't been lighting enough candles. That's why oh, we should buy some. We have a little seance, a little edit seance. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah. Well, where are you going to get them? Well, I was thinking about getting them from SmellsLikeBK.com. That's actually a pretty good place to get them because I've heard that if you use the right secret passcode, you can get a pretty good discount. Do you know what the passcode is? Well, if I say it here, other people might hear it. Okay. Well, okay, I'll tell you. It's sizzle. Sizzle? Yeah, if you spell it, it's S-I-Z-Z-L-E. What does that get you? 20% off. So if you buy five wow. candles, one of them is free of charge. If you buy 50 candles, 10 of them are free. Buy 500 candles? That's, that's 100 free candles. That's a lot of, it's amazing. A lot of candles. Dude, they have so many scents too. They got Sleepy Head. That's my favorite one. It smells like coffee. And it's great because I don't know how to make coffee. You don't know how to make coffee? You're 30. I've just been waking up in the morning, opening bags of overpriced espresso, lighting them on fire. And it has been a mess in my house for the last like five months. So I'm really glad that I have a candle solution. Sounds now. really wasteful. I bet that doesn't even smell good. Yeah, no, it smells awful. I'm having like a terrible time. That's why I got this office. <laughs> <laughs> Go to smellslikebk.com and put in the code SIZZLE for 20% off. What's up, everybody? We're back. We got Evan Mueller coming hey. at you from St. Louis, Missouri, the big S He's, town, as they call it. You know, everyone's out here. smell good. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, we shipped him one through the internet. We we we, we uploaded it onto the server, sent it over. Such he, a strong scent, it comes through the. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a beautiful one. It's a beautiful one. Um, smells like data. Smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, I believe they have that candle. You should go check it out, man. This whole thing is not going to turn into an ad. One day it will. One day it will. Um, Evan, is it true that in St. Louis, like you guys all call each other Cardinals? You're like, yo, what's up, Cardinal? What's up, Cardinal? Is that a big thing over there? <laughs> 
No. Yeah, we call each other blues. We call oh, each the other blues. blues. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. That's a, like a deep cut for hockey fans. I, I think the blues sang that, right? Yeah. yeah there was like some their, viral their image of like someone cutting bagels like in half, like horizontally. Or vertical, I don't, whatever way doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, in St. Louis, this is the way they cut bagels. And my coworkers would not leave me alone about that for about a year. So the only thing <laughs> that's worth like keeping about St. Louis is probably, oof, actually, that's tough. I was going to say the barbecue, but then I realized I was confusing it with Kansas City. That's Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I don't St. Think Louis is. has like two or three different like unique cuisine things. They have a, have a special type of cheese, which they put on the pizza here called Provel. That sounds great. A, okay. I'm a fan of. And they have toasted ravioli, which is like breaded raviolis that are deep fried. Okay. And then they, Very American take. They have gooey butter cake, which is oh, the good. most delectable. It is. Wow. It's incredible. Um, I like the fact that you guys decided to put like half of the McDonald's logo up in your city <laughs> and make that like the thing. You're like, come here, come to our half McDonald's logo. Um, Evan, let's let, let's get into some like more technical shit. I know that one of these things that you wrote down here is this new artificial intelligence cutting tool called Naive. Or maybe it's naive. Who knows? But yeah, naive. There's an not, accent on there. Not a great name for a thing. It makes you think that it's dumb, but it's actually smart. It's artificial intelligence. Why call it naive? Yeah, that's what I want. Well, I, he was trying to do a like acronym where it's like AI oh. is artificial intelligence and VE is video editing. So I think the, oh, the N sure. is like oh. native or something like that. But oh, that's actually this, pretty the, good. Though. The reason I found that's out about smart. this tool was because I was at a, a meetup in uh, San Francisco. I'm a big fan of these like video meetups and trying to like network with people like that just because you never really know who you're going to come across and a lot of times you meet people who are kind of you know not you know useful for you necessarily but they're still good people that kind of have like on a parallel track you know to keep an Mm -hmm. eye on and see what else everybody else is working on even if they don't work for you or with you at all but uh, there's this guy he came from russia to visit san francisco to kind of promote this tool he was like kind of you know very new and he was only going to be in america for like a few days and he was like oh yeah this is i really wanted to come to this meetup so i could talk to some people there was only like three people at this meetup so it's a little bummed for him that he couldn't promote this thing as well but uh I was kind of having a hard time believing what he was telling me. He was like, oh, I wrote this script that like analyzes footage so that if it's shaky or out of focus, it'll automatically cut those bits out. Like if it's a, if you're like taking a video and someone shoots a, a flash off, I'll, ta- I'll edit the flash out of the video automatically. And so I was like, all right, I, let, me, let me try this out. You know, let me see if this works. And so you run this script on, on footage and it basically cuts your video into two tracks where on the top track is what he's calling like a select and what's on the bottom is everything that he deems is like too shaky or too blurry or whatever. Works pretty well. I think it's, it's something that um, we're going to start seeing in our editing apps is like that selects poll you know it's going to save you a lot of time if you're looking through mm. b-roll especially if you got quick turn jobs it's like maybe i have three hours of b-roll i run it through naive and now all of a sudden i've got an hour worth of stuff that it determined wasn't like you know wasn't, too shaky yeah yeah this, this seems this is pretty incredible honestly it seems, it seems pretty lit i mean my first thought was to say like well maybe i want it maybe i want that footage maybe i want the shaky stuff or the uh, stuff where the you know exposure goes crazy or something but uh it all stays it it all stays there there it stays there that that's the important part right it literally pulls up the selects for you 
Yeah, this is this is pretty sick, man. What's it? Naive.pro. N-A-I-V-E dot P-R-O. I can't vouch for it because I haven't used it. But hey, I mean, Evan, if you if you say it's good, I mean, look, and there's I've all these. It, I've used it a few times in general. I, I do kind of like to just scrub, scrub stuff myself and see what's there. But, you know, maybe a tree fort. You know, when we got, you know, hours worth of stuff, it might might kind of make things go a little quicker just to well, have the first pass go through there for for tree fort. That's a whole different story. That's on me to communicate to the shooters not to roll for like five minutes <laughs> at a time. That's the important part. Don't shoot longer really than like 15 seconds. through clips. the cr- crowd shots. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, sometimes they can work. Right. I guess. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, this this would be useful for stuff like that. I um don't, don't you feel like being an editor makes you like into the most cranky like no instructor for for uh, videographers now it's like it makes it you way. it makes you wiser and it's like I'm trying to help you you know what I mean when you tell them you're like I'm not doing this just to say it I'm actually trying to help you you know what I mean yeah you know, it's like being a it's like you're it's like you're a parent by the way Evan new parent congratulations but thank it, you it is like being a parent you know you gotta you gotta train these shooters you gotta be like hey. I'm not just saying this for fun. I'm actually doing this because I'm telling you it's going to be easier this way. Right. You yeah. Know? Easier they, for that editor. But dude, they're like they're like Aerosmith, these shooters. They don't want to miss a thing. They don't want to close their eyes. <laughs> they don't want to miss a thing, dude. But, you know, wow, editors. That is too good. That is really good. Editors are like um, uh, some other thing because they don't they want to not shoot that much. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm not, I, I didn't. I don't got it like that. <laughs> There's not a song about going through less footage. Yeah, there should be. Maybe maybe it's that. Just, hey, check the Patreon. Shishkin Productions Patreon. We'll put up a song about going through less footage. I'm gonna every write breath it. you take. I'll be watching it. Every frame you. <laughs> yeah, every, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every frame you shoot, I unfortunately will be watching it. Um, no, naive sounds pretty cool. Another thing that you put in here was uh this I'd heard of before, but I'd never used it. It's um, it's called Descript. And this is like a it kind of automatically transcribes what happens in the interview. And you can kind of edit in Microsoft Word, basically, sort of like that's not a good description of it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I think that Descript, I, I think it's the biggest game changer for editors in the last year that I've seen. I mean, I just was like blown away by this tool because typically we would send stuff out for transcription. It would come back as like a, a document with time code, you know, written in and then it would go to producer, they would highlight it and then it would come back to me and my job would be to kind of hunt through that Word document, type in the time codes, pull the selects out. And then, you know, that takes a while to kind of get all that stuff going. Descript, it's like using artificial intelligence again. Uh, you can do like a white glove one where it's a human transcribing it, but you feed it in like 15 minutes, you have a transcript that is like a bouncing ball that as you play, it moves around and it highlights each word and you can actually hear the audio. So you can hear the inflection and you can hear if they stumbled or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that alone is, is really great, but it can export straight to resolve or can export to, to premiere. So that way, if you actually edit out certain sections of the interview, you can just get those highlights. You can copy all the highlights and paste it in and all the time code is already already saved and synced that's, for you, which that's absolutely saves amazing. You so much this is time. incredible. Yeah. It's good yeah. for, this is, this is like perfect for a lot of the stuff we do. Cause some, there's a, uh, that project actually hasn't, hasn't come around recently, but think tank videos. Oh yeah. They're yeah. like these long podcasts. They're like, they're like they're webinars in, or yeah, well they're, they're radio shows, they're podcasts. They're supposed to be at least, but they're very, you know, B2B corporate shit. 
but it's like um it's like an sap and intel thing called think tank which honestly i always edit those i don't let any other editors touch those because i actually really enjoy them they're they're mad fun and what i do evan is i like print out they're like hour-long discussions and then we have to make kind of a you know two and a half minute cut down that kind of features the best the best bites you know the best moments that kind of sum up the entire thesis really and um what I'll do is I'll print out the script and I'll go through and highlight it and stuff. And that for like, that's literally what the script would be pretty freaking amazing for is I would be able to just take that script or like process all of their interview. And then kind of just as I highlight it on the screen, it could just cut it, I guess. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so stoked it, it, it on it. Works I think like, it's cool. Yeah. Like, like word, if that, if you delete a sentence, it'll delete that, that section. And it's, it's just a, you know, like an EDL and that it's not actually, you know, you're not deleting the clip. It's just taking the reference out. So that way in premiere, you just can see, uh, only what you want. It's, but, um, it seems really cool. It's, it's kind of like this naive thing too, where they have the, um, detection and you can literally with a click, take out all the ums in a track. That's amazing. So, That's incredible. And they actually market Descript for podcasters primarily because it's like, yeah. you don't want to go in and edit out all the ums or all the dead air. Oh, in your podcast trust so you me. Go. I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now, does, does this work as a standalone app or is it like a plugin that you bring into your NLE? It's a standalone app that, and then it, you export like an XML okay. out of it, that, which you bring into the NLE. Um, the way I found out about Descript, I remember hearing about it like a few years ago was through this thing called Liarbird. And that's a terrible name because when you say it mm-hmm. out loud, it sounds like L-I-A-R, but it's L-Y-R-E, Liarbird, like oh. the instrument. What it does, though, is it basically takes it. it you can feed it a bunch of uh, like history or clips of someone talking and it gathers enough data to like recreate their voice. So you can type in whatever and make them say anything. So it's almost like think of it like a deep fake fake, for audio. But that is why having the word liar, no matter how it's spelled in the fucking name (laughs) is terrible. Like, why would you call it liar bird when you're faking people's voices? It's just like terrible name. However, that's one of those features in Descript called overdub. It does the same thing where it's supposed to make you be able to replace words using a voice. That's fucking great. I haven't actually used that yet. they're, They're kind of like. We know that this could be used for nefarious purposes. Their demo video is hilarious on their side, too. They, they get really well, smart I, team. I mean, if we had that, I could have used that this week. I could have used that yesterday. Yeah, someone said the name wrong. Well, yeah, the name was supposed to be Cecilio, and she says Cecilo, but we have like 30 minutes of her talking. It's like, oh, we probably could have just dubbed that in. But that's nuts that we're like at that point in, in, uh, in like artificial intelligence and like technology that this shit exists, man. Because like, we we know this because we kind of keep up with it. But the fact that it's starting to get implemented into our workflows pretty regularly means that we're probably like not far off, maybe five to 10 years off from it being implemented in like day to day life, like on oh, yeah. your phone, on it, social media, whatever, like everywhere. I mean, yesterday I had an edit where I it was like a, you know, a, an exported video, a finished product. And I was I was pulling clips from that. I literally did scene edit detection, which just like it. It reads the clip and and makes cuts everywhere that the computer thinks it's changing scenes. And then I used auto reframe to to frame it up properly for for my for my video. And I was like, wow, I I did nothing. The the robots are coming for my job right now. <laughs> They're here. The robots are here. 
the edit bots they're all over the place um the robot doesn't know which buttons to push though that's where you come in chris you know you know the buttons. edit monkey <laughs> yeah but you know what if the robot watches chris push buttons long enough it'll learn <laughs> that's, that's the problem while we're still on descript i just did one more thing yeah. i thought was really kind of cool that we did a workflow based around which was uh for a video for adobe that we didn't actually shoot the interview or the, I say we, but the client, they, did, they didn't actually shoot the interview. They just did recordings. They just walked around with somebody and they had talked to them. They sat down. They, they did like four or five different setups and they just had casual conversations with people. And the tone and the quality of those conversations were so much better than your standard sit down. Let's get the lighting right. Dude, let's put a mic in front of you. Dude, when you, put, when, you give, when you put a camera and lights on, everything fucking changes. It, so we're in the podcast, uh, in the process of launching another mm -hmm. podcast and we've been filming it um it, due to the i guess host's request so initially we were like hey we'd prefer not to film it a like let's be honest less work but b it also and probably more importantly it, it changes like you just said the dynamic of the conversation but they really did want to film it and light it and and we we did and it really just felt like such a bigger production it than did, like absolutely. this than what we're doing right now which yeah even though it was just two lights and and a couple cameras like it just we had like three extra people in yeah and you know all of a sudden you have eight people in the room for a podcast and yep. there, there's an audience now it's not everyone just a couple people talking eight people everyone tested whoever could get vaccinated was already vaccinated so we were chilling on that front oh yeah um but also <laughs> what's crazy is the reason that there's as soon as you add a visual element you got to start adding things to fill that visual element so we had to we we wheeled the monitor into the frame too and then we had to have chris controlling the monitor and following along with conversation kind of googling what was coming up or you know use that as a tool uh, then you got me running sound and like, you know, chiming in every so often to help guide the conversation. We've got a camera person. It's it's just a lot of uh, it becomes a bigger production. And like, luckily, the guest was someone who's used to being on camera. But can you imagine being someone who like never goes around cameras walking into that? You'd be like, what the hell? Like, even me, I'm You're around be cameras. Super stiff. Yeah. Even I'm around cameras all the time, but I would still noticeably feel different on mic. I'm the same, but on camera, I would feel different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I work with people who are used to being on camera and then they start editing themselves because they're trying to help you out. They're like, oh, I want to make a good sound bite. Or they just start like internally thinking about things that I don't want them to worry about at all. Cause I just want them to give me good answers or give me good content. And all of a sudden now they're worried about how they're coming across. Is their hair right? Did they stutter? All this stuff that's like, I will edit this. Don't worry, you know, mm -hmm. but for this, this project, it was like, just get these audio recordings. We fed them all through the script and then we, we had highlights pulled and then you use B roll on top of it. Who wants to see talking heads anyway? You I know, it's like that. you're hundreds, it's, it's, it's a lot more impactful. It's like, we don't actually need to see the person saying these words. As long as you have pretty enough B roll of that person, we're going to connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> we know who it is, you know? Well, especially nowadays with like, you know, random remote records and zooms and shit like that i think people would prefer to just hear the words than to like look at someone's zoom angle mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think in terms of editing themselves on uh when they're on camera yeah i love that evan i'm sorry bro really yeah you guys don't like that i love that shit I mean, when they're like hold up let me get the bite just right i'm like awesome i don't need to listen to anything other than that bite i mean i still listen to everything i think that's great for like a sit down interview but for an actual conversation That'll completely kill the flow. Yeah, but I don't want to edit an actual conversation. 
Fair enough. You know, I want to edit like if I'm if it's an actual conversation, I'm not even going to touch it because it's supposed to flow. I think it's also different to take a second and and redo a line versus trying to edit yourself on the fly and you're in your head and you're not like your flow is just completely off. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that, uh, again, like if it's a conversation, cool, like let it let it ride. But I feel like so. So rarely are the videos that we're doing conversational. Like we're always doing shit where like they specifically need to hit a certain bite. And it's like in that case, I would rather they, you know, try to hit that bite the best they can. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to cobble some bullshit together, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't have descriptions. So it's harder for me to cobble things together. (laughs) Descript is free, by the way, two hours of transcription a month, which is pretty awesome. That's amazing. uh, Well, I think working in corporate video was like educational for me in terms as an editor was really educational on how to be a better director, how to be a better like interviewer. Because I saw how people did it wrong for so often. It would drive me mad, you know? It's like they spend all this time to get somebody set up and lit right. And then they're like, okay, tell me your name and spell it. And what do you do? And it's all so form- formulaic and stiff. And like the videos come across in this way where it's just like, it doesn't have this sense of like, this is a human. This is a person that is interesting to listen to. It's like everything's coming across as like, question, answer, question, answer. And it's like, maybe you don't want conversation, but it's at least you want people to kind of open up. And like the stuff that I saw, like what people would do well was just like, let me get the name later. I know who you are. Let me just like jump right in and like ask you about something that you're passionate about or ask you about something that we're not going to use in the interview, but that will get you to open up and be a little bit more excited. And just like having people like reiterate the question, like, I know you just said that, can you say it again for me? And then do the exact same. I know you just said this, but can you say it again? It's amazing how much people will be able to like really hone in what they're saying by just like asking that same question again. That's a technique I try to tell all these like videographers is like my grumpy is like, make sure you get them to say it again. Make sure you ask them the same question twice. I know you think you're being annoying, but you're not. <laughs> Dude, you just need to get out there and do it. You know, why don't you shoot? Why don't you go do it? You don't like it? <laughs> I'm serious. You don't like I, it? I, 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 Cause I, I don't like it. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> I dip my toes in, in this kind of stuff. You know, I've done a little directing. I, I did a, a documentary uh, on a homeless woman, actually, uh, that got into the San Francisco International Film Festival and uh, Palm Springs International. Oh, and is currently streaming on Amazon Prime, if you oh, want to snap. check it out. What's it called? Cooper Was Here. Oh, yeah? Cooper That's Was Here? That's her tag. Yeah, she's a, she's a graffiti artist as she well is. as a homeless woman. She was a firefighter, trained as a paramedic, lost her job. Uh, due to a disability, was trying to live on disability, got divorced, lost her house, lost her car, decided to try to live in hotels and motels. And then was like, you know, screw this. I'm going to try to live in a tent. And it's a two year journey. It's like her like cycle over two years of like being in a tent, being swept off the streets, getting put into a tiny home, living in an RV. Like it's the kind of the whole journey. And so it's like a inside view into the the homeless situation in san francisco and it's which uh cooper c-o-u-p-e-r cooper right. was yeah. here and look at that five yeah. stars on 68 reviews on on amazon prime video whoa people like it man dude hey sizzle real podcast has something to build towards we got five stars off one review on podcast uh apple podcast do we actually yeah i made i made lanny leave a five star review <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you guys should go leave some five star reviews. Evan, thank you for coming on the pod, man. We're gonna we're gonna check this Cooper was here doc out. We might even do a uh, 
Might even do a review of it for the Patreon. You think so? I think that would be a cool thing to do on the Patreon is <laughs> a review like stuff that we know people who have done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I Talk think about what we like good. about it. Yeah. What, what we like about it, what they could have done differently. We could bring the producer in who fired me earlier this episode. Apparently, I don't know what happened with that still, but he could he could come in and give his thoughts. Yeah. You know? he No, he has great thoughts. He could produce anything. I can't believe. So before we before we sign off for the episode, Chris, what um. What what's your plan with this pod? What are you gonna do now that I've been like fired from hosting it? I'm not sure, Evan. What are you up to next week? You got time for another pod? <laughs> can you can I come on as a co-host? That's actually a really good idea. I'll just be the host, but no, you'll be a guest on every episode. Oh, that's tight. How's that? Yeah, I'll be like uh you'll be Conan and I'll be Andy Richter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I'm no, you'll that. be Triumph the insult comic dog. Oh man, I would do my Triumph accent, but I'm afraid I'd get canceled. <laughs> I don't think I have one. No, I think I think for the for the solo dolo pods, I'm gonna actually come in prepared. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a list of topics and I'm gonna research. And I'm going to try to enlighten viewers and teach them something <laughs> as opposed to just, you know, trying to back you down for 45 minutes. Hey, that's that's it. I just try to keep it. Hey, I'm like, no dead air, no dead air. That's how it was beaten into me when I was trying to do radio in college. No dead air, no dead air. But as a listener to your guys' show, I think the most interesting parts were like you guys thinking out loud and kind of like, what should we do? Or, you know, this like plan for your own business or these kind of like moments where you get excited by the potential of stuff. So yeah. I would say just like if the, the sense of like you guys having a meeting that somehow like I was able to listen in on, that was the most interesting part for me. That's wow. really cool, actually. Yeah, maybe we'll keep doing that because uh, that's basically what we do off mic. We pretty much just turn the mics on and sit here and do what we would do off mic on mic for 45 minutes. Right. That's how yeah. it goes. Chris, where what's up with the what's going on with the social media stuff? I know you've been keeping up with the social media these days. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, our, our social media managers put, been putting out some stuff. I think maybe I'm not sure you're, okay. you're, you're, you're the, the Twitter guy. I am. It's S- at Sizzle Real Gang. That's right. Yeah. That's me running that Twitter account okay. over there. I think we're Sizzle Real Gang on Instagram as well. So technically, that's me running that account as well. But I have not logged in in uh, months or something. OK, I don't, it's, great. it's technically logged in on that computer over there. Look, but, anyway, uh, the good stuff is on TikTok at Shishkin Productions. Mm-hmm. And even that is starting to not be that good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what a hype man. You're really making my job hard. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, it's like a Mario Kart. I'm just throwing blue shells at you. You're know, you trying, to, trying to dodge I'm almost at the finish line. You, know, you just zapped. Yep. Zapped. Um, Evan, what's up with you on social? Where Do you want to plug anything? Where can people find your stuff? Or what do you, I don't up? really get on social, but my site is videobyevan.com. Okay. Uh, and if you want to check out a music video I directed, you can search for Holding Out for a Rocker. Okay. It's the band Love Jerks. We uh, shot in an old uh, retirement home and we threw them a party and we had some fun. Nice. That was a couple years ago. That's so. what's up, man. All right. Well, you guys, you guys heard it here first. You know, we got the the tech god, Evan Mueller out here. Oh, God. He's got all the new AI for us. He's bringing the Bay to St. Louis, gentrifying the rest of the country. That's what we're going to do. can get a backyard. That's right, bro. We're about to fucking start up some more incubators. Um, Evan, thanks for coming on, man. We'll uh, we'll get you on at some other point. You know, yeah, we'll this talk is a lot of fun, and I, th- I feel like there's still a lot we can talk about. There was a there was a bunch of stuff here we didn't get to. I know, like when we started, you were like, "I want to talk remote workflows," and we were like, "Cool," and then we just never got to it. So we'll get to it soon, and um, who knows? Might be later this month. 
We'll see. Get a recurring guest. You got you got another listener here. I'll be I'll be keeping up with you. Hell Thanks. yeah, man. That's bro. awesome. Are, wait, are you our are you our South African listener? Mystery oh. <laughs> South African listener. No, I wish I was on that VPN gang, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. Thank you.